Hello, boxing fans around the world. Thank you for joining me once again on the Friday night panel. I've got uh, Mike in the green room, green room putting on his uh, makeup. He'll be joining me shortly. And in the meantime, I just wanted to let you know what we have upcoming. Uh, Mike will do his usual roundup of uh, boxing matches that are occurring this weekend, including the Figueroa-Maxeo fight. Uh, I was watching the weigh-ins earlier, and Maxeo uh, clocked in five uh, half, half a pound overweight, so he had to go back uh, shed some some poundage and uh get re uh, weighed in anyway other other news that's uh hitting the headlines uh tyson fury and uh, alexander Usyk doesn't look like that fight's gonna happen i'd like to see what mike's comments are about that uh i see that uh, manny pacquiao is in training to fight connor ben uh connor ben who was uh, cleared by the wbc sort of uh because the WBC claimed that he had eaten too many eggs, uh, which gave him that uh, uh, accelerated uh, uh, count, um, which was attributed to what was it called? Chromosome or something? Some, some fertility drug given to women. But anyway, uh, he's still not been cleared by the anti-doping agency in Britain, so that uh, is still unresolved. But in the meantime, I thought it was interesting that Manny Pacquiao is back training. Uh, and looks uh, to come after Conor Ben. The other interesting news that's hit in the headlines is Terence Crawford. Uh, we'd all like to see him fight Errol Spence, uh, but uh, it looks like he's going to be fighting. Uh, well, it all depends on who he signs with. Right now, he's a promotional free agent, so he could sign with Golden Boy uh, and go after uh, uh, Roca. I don't think that's what anyone really wants to see. Uh, or he could fight, uh, sign with PBC, and therefore go after a fight with Errol Spence in the future. Um, uh, just on, on, an, on an update regarding Manny Pacquiao, after he became unsuccessful in his run to become president of the Philippines, uh, and although he remains a senator, it was interesting that uh, he's announced his return to the ring and he's seeking uh, not just exhibition bouts, but real, real fights. And uh, when his uh, manager put out on social media, by the way, that he was interested in fighting uh, Connor Ben. Connor Ben replied, anytime. So so we, we Boggins fans, might be interested in, uh, to, to see what happens. I think Connor Ben will probably have to fight in the Philippines, uh, seeing he's not allowed to fight right now in Britain. Uh, in other news, though, it is too bad to see that Amanda Serrano uh, is still suffering from a hand injury uh, from a few fights back, actually. Uh, and it seems like she won't be able to fight Katie Taylor on May 20th as planned, uh, which was announced by Matchroom and Most Valuable Promotions uh, earlier this week. Uh, they said, due to an injury sustained by Amanda Serrano, Matchroom and Most Valuable Promotions regret to announce that Taylor Serrano, too, uh, on May 20th in Dublin will not go ahead as planned. Teams are in discussion about finding a revised date for the bout, however. Um, with respect to the injury, while the specific nature of Serrano's injury is not being disclosed, a source told ESPN that she's dealing with a nagging hand injury dating back to her win over Miriam Gutierrez back in December 2021. Serrano, as you know, has fought three times since that fight, but the amount of punches thrown in Serrano's win over Erica Cruz on February 4th for the undisputed featherweight title, 949 in a 10-round fight, led to her hand not bouncing back as it had in previous fights against Gutierrez, Taylor, and Sarah Mafood. Well, boxing fans, we've got Mike in the room. How you doing, Mike? <laughs> How's it going? You got the pancake on? Yeah. <laughs> no, I did. I let my dog go for a quick pee. Uh, nice. Can't yeah, have howling. Yeah, I was gonna say can't have howling. Uh, can't have howling dogs in the background there, can we? All no, right. Especially, especially how loud he is. Haha, ha, Mike, your cat wants to join the channel. She's trying to get in. What? Okay, whatever. <laughs> I did not write that. Um, anyway, so I just went through a couple of uh, interesting headlines that I'd come across this past week. Um, but I know we, yeah, we'll go off in typical fashion and start off with uh, the discussion on these fights that are upcoming this particular weekend. What do you yeah. got? What do you got first, Mike? Written in Davies. Ritson and Davies, Fight TV, March 4th, guys, 2 p.m. Eastern. Highly anticipated showdown between, between Lewis Ritson and yep. O'Hare Davies. 
uh, has been scheduled. You know, both fighters have established themselves as accomplished boxers in the sport already and are now poised to take their long-awaited rivalry to the ring. The match, boys, is, uh, promises to be a thrilling affair, to be honest, uh, with both fighters looking to outclass the other in what will surely be a stunning display of boxing, guys. Uh, Ritson is a veteran of the sport, uh, boasting an impressive 23 wins and two losses. Uh, he has always been known for his aggressive style and willingness to take on any challenge. Uh, with this upcoming bout, Ritson is looking to prove that he is still the best in the business. Uh, he has been uh, vigorously training uh, and honing his skills in order to ensure that he is prepared for this grueling fight ahead of him. So, uh, yeah, I can't uh, can't wait for this one to get underway, guys. Ritson has also been vocal about his desire to take the win. Uh, he has said that he wants to show that he still has what it takes to beat the best uh, and will be sure to put on a show for the fans. So he's promising... Uh, you know, a, a great, a great outcome here, man. He's he's promising a win. He's promising that it's going to be a fantastic show, guys. So he, you know, he is sure to come into the ring with full confidence and is sure to give it his all on the night. So, um, you know, O'Hare Davies is no slouch in the ring either. Um, you know, he has racked up an impressive record of 24 wins and two losses and is determined to take home the win he has been training hard uh, and is sure to put up a great fight against Ritten. He has been honing his technical skills as well as his mental game in order to come out on top. Uh, Davies is also eager to show off his talent on the big stage. He has said that he wants to give the fans a great show and is determined to prove that he can outclass Ritson. It's sure to be a thrilling match, and both fighters will be eager to prove that they are the best. We'll see. We'll see who comes out on top. Uh, March 4th is shaping up to be a good night for boxing fans. The highly anticipated showdown between Ritson and Davies is sure to be a thrilling affair. Both fighters are determined to prove that they are the best and will be sure to put on the intense. They're going to put on this intense, captivating performance, guys. It promises to be an epic showdown, and boxing fans will be in for a treat. So make sure you turn in for this one. Also on the card, uh, we got Thomas Patrick Ward and o uh, Obek um, sorry, man. That was a tongue twister, man. <laughs> also, we got Lee McGregor taking on uh, Alex Kabor. Uh, Adam, Co uh, Adam Cope is on this card as well. Uh, Brian and Marina. Um, Ewan McKenzie against To Be Determined. Steve Cairns. Um, Jacob Lewowski. Uh, ben Reeves versus Constant. Alexandrov and uh, Callum Walton. Taking on Zindiko Buell. So, what uh, what are your thoughts on this card? You know how uh, from time to time you say stuff like, uh, we're going to take out the word women's in women's boxing and it's just going to be boxing? Well, every time I, I read a story yeah. like that on, on the news, on the news segment of Talking are, Fight. Are you saying that we were going to put it in front for this one? Okay. <laughs> no, what 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 I what I I do personally do put in front though is British, uh, so it's gonna be it's gonna be a huge fight for British fans. Uh, it's an all UK matchup, yes. uh, so and and this has come up in other news stories as well with respect to um, you know certain, <clears throat> certain certain fights, although they're good and uh, and uh, entertaining. Uh, they're not good for boxing in the sense that they only take place in the UK and they're only pertinent to UK fans. So, you know, th there's a lot of examples where um, uh, promoters now are tied to specific um, uh, streaming uh, broadcasters. So this is putting a damper on the matchmaker's ability to put certain fighters head to head. And, and, and so if they want to, you know, increase the value of, uh, the boxing proposition they need to have a british versus uh us type fight uh which brings me to uh tyson fury um it'd, it'd be interesting to are, see are you, are you saying they're too afraid to come over here well no because they, i don't think you're afraid to come again. <laughs> no no it's 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 too uh, afraid to come yeah are you done yeah i'm done i'm done <laughs> 
So it would be interesting to see if Tyson Fury goes head to head next against Andy Andy Ruiz Jr. as opposed to uh, Alexander Usyk, uh, because the Alexander Usyk fight has fallen apart. Even though Frank Warren said he's still trying to hammer out the details for the fight to take place in Wembley, it doesn't look like that's going to happen. And uh, to keep uh, Tyson Fury in the ring, they're looking at Andy Ruiz, Ruiz Jr. But Andy Ruiz Jr. apparently isn't that eager to step into the ring against Tyson Fury because he's sitting on a $10 million bank account right now and he's too busy spending that money. So who wouldn't be? Yeah, no, at the end of the day, like, you know, you hit that age. I mean, why bother getting battered by Tyson Fury? Just stay out. It'd be interesting to see what happens when right, anti so we can raise So we can raise your hand in the ring and have everybody <laughs> chant. Hey, Chisora. Or hey, no, this time be, hey, Ruiz. <laughs> but so 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 the same thing could be said for uh, Anthony Joshua. You know, uh, you know Eddie Eddie Hearn obviously recognizes the value in the U.S. market, and uh, but I, I, all I'm saying is whenever I, I whenever I'm going through various stories and it's an all UK matchup, I always put in there. Uh, it's going to be great for British fans because they're the only people who are seeing it. I mean, as a matter of fact, even one of the stories uh, on the news this week was. Uh, uh, about boxing fight i can't remember which one but it's being shown on channel five and i'm going wow like does that have any relevance to us either here in canada or in the u.s or in mexico or anywhere no, else it, in the world is, isn't channel five our guide channel <laughs> <laughs> is that where the guide continuously just scrolls up like every 30 seconds channel oh, five anyway so so I think I think the British fans kind of live in their own little world when it comes to boxing. You know, I, I don't think they recognize that there's a the global audience for boxing, and there are a shit ton of boxers out there who would love to take on some of their boxers and, and contend for those titles and belts. So anyway, sorry to jump jump on that uh, rant. Um, that was a good one. I liked it. <laughs> so yeah, so uh, I, I don't know if you're following the weigh-in with Maxeo and Figueroa. Oh, I can't wait to talk about this fight. Yeah, go ahead. Because oh, no, 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 I didn't. Not, I didn't see the win. So yeah. okay. Well, well. So Maxeo got weighed in first, and he's uh, I can't remember what the limit was. I think it was one twenty six. Okay. He came, he came in at one twenty six point five. So he he steps up. He kind of steps off the the scales and kind of looks around, and and they, the announcer goes, "So he'll have to lose 0.5 pounds," and he's got that really deep, great announcer voice, yeah. and. Uh, and uh, so, so yeah, they gave him one hour to come back and re-weigh in. What did he do? Uh, go, go backstage, rip a fart, and come back. <laughs> one, one of the com one of the comments in the chat room was, uh, "Hey, just tell him to go back and cut his hair off." That's <laughs> 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 kind of funny, but anyway, anyway, I'm I'm sure he'll shed that uh, half a pound. Uh, oh yeah, he's just gonna take a shit. Does he's gonna say just take a big dump and he, he's yeah. done. Hey, not even at that point. He's dehydrated. It's not going to be big. It's going to be like, like sandpaper coming out. I mean, if you if you if you take a look at the picture of the weigh-in, like <clears throat> I'm not kidding, he looks skinny. And you sit there and you go, "Wow!" Like I can't believe how skinny he looks. Like, yeah, but then, think, then think then think of Figueroa Junior. and how skinny that guy looks. <laughs> so so anyway, it, it assuming. Uh, Maxeo loses the half pound. It'll, it will be a, a dandy of a fight. I know. I know Cedric's covering it for the scorecard, so he he's got it in his uh, sights. What do you got to say about the fight? Uh, well, you know, in this in this matchup of all action, high powered uh, former world champions, hard hitting star Brandon the Heartbreaker Figueroa will meet Filipino sensation Mark Magnifico Magsayo for the vacant interim WBC featherweight title on Saturday, March 4th, guys, live on Showtime from Toyota Arena in Orlando, California, topping a premier boxing champion's event. Um, this, guys, telecast begins at 9. You know what it is, man. We got the 26-year-old Figueroa, who is 22-1-1 and with 17 KOs, was dynamic in his 126 pro debut, swarming and dominating Carlos Castro on his way to a six-round TKO on Showtime in July of 2021. The bout was the first since 2021 fight of the year against Stefan Fulton Jr., which some observers thought ended in controversy after the majority decision loss for Figueroa. 
a native of Welsh, uh, what is it, Walesco, Texas. Um, Figueroa's relentless pressure and youthful enthusiasm helped him become the first person to defeat former division champion Louis Neary in their championship clash on Showtime prior to the Fulton fight. Figueroa added to his family legacy by capturing the WBC 122-pound world title against Neary, joining his brother Omar Figueroa Jr., who previously held the WBC lightweight world championship. So, guys, are you ready for it? Because I know I am. I've been waiting for this one since the year started. Then we got our man, Meg Sayo, 24-1, 16 KOs, became the latest champion from... I'm sorry, guys. Hold on a second. My computer is just fritz. And now I don't know if my camera is working or if you see me. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, it has a mind of its own. Sorry, guys. Was I still on? Because it, cause it, cause it just it went blank on me. It went fully blank. I don't know. For but some yeah. reason. For some so, reason. Like I said, make style. Go ahead. For some reason, what? Well, your your mouth was okay, moving, but okay. there was no words coming out. I'm still, I'm still but now you're okay. Go ahead. <laughs> like, like like an old uh, old kung fu movie. So, yes, Meng Sayo became the latest champion from the Boxing Rich Nation in January 2022 when he appointed boxing's uh, then longest reigning male world champion Gary Russell Jr. to capture the 126 pound title on Showtime. Uh, Meg Sayo will look to move closer to uh, regaining that title on March 4th after he lost a narrow split decision to Ray Vargas last July. Despite dropping Vargas in round nine, the 27-year-old earned his first title opportunity by knocking out former champion uh, Julio Seja. Uh, in the 10th round uh, of the fight, he trailed on the scorecards, uh, and that was in August of 2021. Uh, Meg Sayo is trained by Freddie Roach in Southern California and owns... 12 round decision over victories, 12 round decision victories over Sahoto Hayashi and uh, Ramiro Robles. In addition to the six round stoppage of former title challenger Chris uh, Aviolas, this uh, this one, this one's what are you thinking for this fight, Graham? What are, what are your thoughts? Uh, seriously, tough call, yeah, yeah. I'm thinking, uh, wow, Carl's up, really. Yeah, Carl, how you doing? Welcome, UK in the house, guys. Our uh, our friend over in the UK, Last Bell Boxing. What's going on? Uh, yeah, you know this is this is a tough one. Um, but you can't say that after Lee Woods' defeat, Carl. Give it up. <laughs> uh, which which should have been yeah. I was kind of I was kind of hoping that was going the other way, but you know what? It just goes to show you, you know, it all comes down to that one punch. Yep. Exactly. Um, the 32-year-old Hurt, 24-2 and two with 16 KOs, unified the WBA and IBF 154-pound titles in 2018, dropping longtime champion uh, Lara in the final round to win a close decision in a fight that was consensus 2018 fight of the year. Um, you know, the native of – was it Aku Creek or Kukik? Um would go on to lose these titles in one of 2019's best fights, dropping the decision to uh, Julian Williams. Uh, Heard first became champion in February of 2017 when he stopped former champion Tony Harrison in the ninth round before defending the title against another former champion, Austin Trout. Uh, Heard will return to the ring, having most recently dropped a narrow split decision against tricky veteran Louis uh, Ares in June of 2021. Um, you know, this guy... <laughs> this guy's been gone uh, you know he's been around he's been around so we'll see what happens when uh, when this guy you know dons us in, dons us with his presence by gracing the ring once again right um i don't know what to say man this is uh this is one of those cards tons right. tons of guys on it uh you know tons of action on here you know jared heard taking on uh red red resendiz i want to say his last name is guys if you don't know who he is he is 13 and one with nine KOs. Uh, he made a successful U.S. debut in April of 2021, entertaining the fight with an eight-round, uh, sorry, an eight-bound knockout streak before earning a decision victory over Madeira, a uh, 23-year-old native of Mexico. He now fights out of Los Angeles, 
Uh, after dropping the decision of veteran Marcus Hernandez in September of 21, he returned to the ring this October to dominate Herbert Randon on his way to a second round stoppage. Um, yeah. So you know what it is, man. You know what it is. There's lots of great fights on this uh, on this card. If you guys don't know who these guys are, it shouldn't matter. You should want to watch it anyway. <laughs> this one will be getting away on Panama RPC Channel 4 and USA Showtime. And this one gets underway at, I believe it is 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, guys. So definitely watch out for this one. Showtime will be showing prelims of this fight uh, probably on YouTube. On their channel, so definitely you're gonna want to check it out. Uh, what's Carl saying here? Uh, hot, hot, the hotbed of world boxing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wood will take care of business in the rematch. He effing better, man. Because honestly, I was so upset about that. You know, they threw the same damn punch. They threw the same punch. It was only one guy was seated a little more than the other. And Wood, Wood, you got it. You can't be leaving it out here, bud. You should have should have been back a little more. It should have been tucked back just a bit more, a wee bit. You know what it is. Yeah. But uh, yeah, so that's uh, you know that that's gonna start off our Saturday. But then there is another fight uh, live on the zone. Fierro Estelle, March fourth, nine p.m. Guys, Matchroom Boxing returns to Mexico for the latest installment in their popular fight night series. Saturday, March 4th, guys. This one getting down. Uh, Fierro, who is 21 and 2 with 16 KOs, defends his double, <laughs> WBO NABO lightweight title against Uruguay's once beaten Estelle, who is 14 and 1 with 9 KOs. And what promises to be an explosive main event, which, you know what, Mexico usually is. Uh, you know, these guys, high volume punching, lots of punching, lots of, you know, no defense, as, you know, Tim would be calling it. But <laughs> these guys get in there and they throw as many punches as they can. And you know what? It, it always makes for a great night of fights. Uh, the WBO number five rated Fierro is closing in on a coveted world title shot in 2023. But he must first get by the very dangerous Estelle, who is coming off a career best win in November over, his, over previously unbeaten Ruben Torres. Estelle, who is promoted by former great Marcos Medina, uh, who will be in attendance uh, on fight night, uh, has a, a lone loss as a pro against rising Mexican powerhouse Mysterio Laura back in 2019. Um, yeah, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm excited for this one, too. This is going to be some great fights. Uh, definitely good card to watch. What are your thoughts, Graham? Are you, um, are you not uh, too familiar with our man Angel Fierro? Yeah, I can't say that I am, but uh, I am uh, with interest reading um, Carl from Last Bell Boxing's comments here uh, with respect to Eddie Hearn and, and the job he's doing down in Mexico. There are, there are a number of promoters in Mexico, <coughs> as, as Carl probably knows, and, and Eddie Hearn is one of them. Um, but we, we have a, a business associate of ours going down to Cancun uh, to see if we might be able to live stream some of their events from their big festival halls uh, in this upcoming year. So even we recognize um, how fanatical, quite frankly, they are. Well, soccer slash football, uh, but also boxing is huge oh. in Mexico. And it's a huge audience. And as we said, we've said many times, it's spread over into that uh, southwestern portion of the United States where Oscar De La Hoya is doing a great job, quite frankly, on the West Coast and his team uh, of, of promoting uh, Spanish uh, yeah. fighting. Definitely. Definitely. It's, it's, all, it's all good. It's all good. But Eddie, Eddie Hearn's in there as well. We recognize these in there as well. Yeah. Fair enough. <laughs> yeah. Um, the co-main event action on this card, guys, um, you might you might not know, um, Eduardo Nunez will provide the co-main event action as he meets Rodolfo Bustamante uh, over 10 rounds at uh, Super Featherweight. Uh, KO Merchant Sugar Nunez, who is 23 and one with 23 KOs, has one of his bouts inside, you know, has all of his bouts inside the distance. The 25 year old comes into the bout on the back of the 10th round stoppage win uh, in September, uh, his only fight of 2022. Uh, this man will be eager to keep his uh, streak going on March 4th, but faces stiff opposition in Bustamante, who is 18 and one. 18 one and one with 11 KOs, who will right. be on home turf for his first action in 2023. 
So, you know, rounding out the feature portion of the card will be 2016 Mexican Olympian Michelle Rodriguez, uh, who is 12 and 0 with seven KOs. He will take on Rafael Ortiz over eight rounds in the middleweight and much anticipated pro debut of U.S. number one rated amateur uh, science rec, uh, Balzadula or <laughs> Balzadua. Taking on Alejandro Castillo over four at lightweight. So, yes, guys, there is great action on this card. Yes, you might not know who they are, but I'm telling you, there's a lot of young, hungry, undefeated guys coming up the ranks here. You're not going to want to miss it because, honestly, these Mexican boxers, high-volume punching, lots of excitement, always a great knockout or two. So definitely check it out. You heard it here. This one gets underway, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. That's it for boxing for the weekend. I feel like your color commentator here because uh, I'm going to chime in again on, on what uh, Carl's saying. Uh, he's saying, you know, with respect to the Mexicans being the second best fans in the world behind the Brits. Okay. Now, I don't think Carl's ever been to the Philippines. I, I could be wrong. Maybe he has. But this is how fanatical they are in the Philippines about boxing. You can go to a shopping center in the Philippines and there'll be a boxing match in center court. <laughs> Kind of reminds me of, the, of a Pacific mall up here. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm not kidding. And, uh, like they will, they will get their boxing wherever they can get it, and uh, and they have a lot of fights that we hardly ever hear about, uh, with yeah. the exception of the odd fighter who who uh, emigrates. But the they point. Have ton, they have I'm actually I'm subscribed to a couple of these uh, Filipino uh, newsletters that uh, support. Right. Boxing propaganda, <laughs> and uh, honestly, man, there's a lot of fights that go on in the Philippines, man. Like honestly, tons, tons, guys that are not televised that you don't know about. And the thing is, is that you know we we might we might find out about like maybe 0.5 of the percent, yeah, of Philippine boxers, like maybe 0.5 of the percent of Philippine boxers we actually know about. Just like Mexico, Mexico is the same way. They are they currently have the largest active pro roster of. Of, of boxers what was it like 2847 registered males 287 females that are active pro fighters right now wow crazy crazy stuff uh so to to, to carl's point i mean your 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 fandom is uh, infectious how's that yeah. So, so it, it's spreading around the world, Carl. <laughs> Definitely, uh, and, and uh, there's Definitely. a lot of people. You know what? I would love, I would love to go to a match here. You know, that that was. Well, you know what? When you when you go to when you go to a Canadian match, we got it. We got good fans. Our fans get behind what's going on. I think that's because yep. we like our beer a lot. We like our beer a lot, and we don't really care what's going on with the fighters. We just care who's getting beat up right in front of us at that moment. Well, so and, we, and 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 we can relate it to a good hockey game. Exactly, exactly. Because yeah. there's nothing like a good fight and a good hockey. You know what? I'm just a firm believer that Canadians are just up for the good fight anytime. Yes, yeah. including 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 our boy uh, Cody the Crippler uh, Crawley. Cody right? Cody the Crippler Crawley, the Canadian yeah. who's cool, ranked cool. number four right now in the world. World. Right. Number four in the world. Yes. And I see uh, one of our girls from Montreal is going over to England to fight. Who the heck is it? Her last name is Hool, H-O-U-L-E, yes. and she's going over to fight. Who the heck is it? Oh, I can't remember. I, uh, can we Google that? Yeah, we were just we – were, they were talking about it. Um, she was talking about it on um, uh, Sandy Ryan. Sorry. She's Sandy Ryan. It's, it's Ryan and Hool fighting. Uh, this one's for a belt. I think it's with the WBO belt. <laughs> by by who, Carl? Who 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 do you think uh, could beat Cody the Crippler Crowley? Who do you think? I'll bet you don't even know what weight division Cody's in. <laughs> Carl. <laughs> Uh, you, you know what I, you know what i think's funny is uh you know like the 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 the, the boxing writers are all you, you can tell because uh whether from us or uh england because you know you 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 literally had that that divisional rivalry between uh, uh the the fury camp and the jake paul camp i mean yeah. both sides didn't like the 
the fighters that are fighting, but it was it was pretty funny uh, to read some of the comments from the U.S. writers, who uh, especially Deontay Wilder of all bloody people, he's uh, you know he's saying Jake Paul should have won. Uh, yeah. Yeah. It was just, it, it was just fun. I was like, thank God, Tommy won. <laughs> <laughs> right? Like they like wow, wow. You know that one could have been uh, that one could have been weird. Well, you, you know what? If, if Tommy wants to keep making money, he just has to keep fighting Jake Paul. Because right? he's, yeah, he's not the biggest paycheck he's ever made. Yeah, he's, he's not going anywhere else. No. Unless you have another episode of what's that show? He's on Fantasy Britain. Or well, listen, listen. If, he loses to, if he loses to Jake Paul, his dad won't let him take that money. <laughs> <laughs> he's moving to Canada. <laughs> yeah. We'll adopt him. Don't worry. And then he'll win the Olympics for him. <laughs> oh, that's classic. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> Uh, uh, you were talking about Sandy Ryan, by the way, who's uh, going to be uh, Oh, yes. Mar yes. Marie Houle. Uh, yeah, Marie we, were Houle. About, we were talking about that uh, on on uh, The Sugar Show Wednesday, 7.30 p.m. Eastern, guys. We were talking so, about that. Yeah, so I like Sandy Ryan, actually, and I've never even seen Marie Houle fight. So should be interesting <laughs> <laughs> but 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 what is interesting for this show is that there, there there's a canadian going over to uk soil uh to have a pretty decent fight quite frankly and yeah uh who is only fought only fought out of uh out of montreal she's never been uh anywhere else um her her biggest her biggest opponent to date uh most ring experienced uh fighter was yamila uh esther reynoso uh this was back um February 24th, 2022, uh, Montreal Casino. So, yeah, she has not fought. She has not fought outside of her native Canada. Actually, actually, speaking of, there is a big fight coming up in the casino in Montreal. It's it's um, Mabilly. He's on there. Mary Spencer is going to be fighting. Um, Excellent. It's coming up soon. Uh, I'm surprised that's not on your radar. Um, well, there's a there's a there's a lot of stuff on the radar, but we're not. Are we making a trip this time, or are we going to Montreal? Montreal is a great <laughs> it's a great city. It's a lot of fun. We don't need passports to go to Quebec. So, um, you know, one of these days, if, if we want to go to Quebec, well, you know, I the Tiger Management are making some pretty good strides in the boxing community uh, on an international level. So they're doing really well. Lee Baxter's doing well. Um, um, what's the guy's name? Um, Guy out of Brampton, um, not Butler Burton, no Tyler uh, Buxton. Tyler Buxton, yeah. So, you know, now that we've got some pretty decent promoters um, in town that are putting on some pretty decent fights, it's only going to grow from from this point forward. But what I was saying earlier was, you know, with respect to moving around the world, whether whether you're talking about uh, the UK, whether you're talking about the USA, whether you're talking about Mexico, whether you're talking about the Philippines, uh, you know, let's not forget about Africa. I mean, Africa is a huge nation, uh, and 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 we've we've been talking to the to the boys over in Tanzania uh, because they're promoting fights in Uganda, Kenya, Tanzania, all across East Africa. Boxing is huge, and then in West Africa, you've got Ghanaians, quite frankly, making more noise than Nigerians. Uh, <laughs> you know, so let alone the South Africans. So you know, I, I think. Uh, you know, once once TV cameras uh, and crews start landing in, in those cities and start televising and whether it's live streamed or not uh, or televising those events, I think the world's going to wake up to how global in nature boxing is and how much fun boxing can be and how uh, <coughs> it is on a nation by nation basis. Uh, you know, take take away the Olympics for a brief moment. And if you put professional boxers in a ring from different countries, who who are you gonna side with? You're gonna side with your just like Carl sides with his British fighters. I, I can see Americans siding with their American fighters. I can see Canadians siding with their Canadian fighters, et cetera, et cetera. So so we're looking forward, and and we do. We have a, a great series of hosts from around the world bringing your shows and promoting what seems to be their own local uh, fighters. Nothing wrong with that at all. We want we want we want to encourage. Uh, more people from around the world. As a matter of fact, I was speaking to someone uh, in Korea, uh, and I, I couldn't. He showed me a list of Korean fighters because I, I said, you know, how big is boxing in Korea? And you know, I didn't really think boxing was big in Korea. And he showed me a list of about about twenty fighters who, in, in the past few years, have all had uh, 
either belts or titles and uh, various levels. Uh, so I said, wow, I didn't realize I knew, I knew boxing was big in Japan, for example, yeah. and box, you know, how big boxing is in, in, in China. This knocked my socks off. I was talking to a Chinese fellow the other day and he was telling me that in where he lives in Shanghai, there are one. Okay. He, he is part of a group. And in that group of boxing gyms, there's 110 boxing gyms, each with memberships, he said, between 80 and 100 boxers. That's one city in China, right? So, so. Yeah, that's crazy. That, that's, that's, wow. Hey, when, uh, when, if you look at, the, if you look at China's pound for pound list, man, their pound for pound list does hit triple digits. Really? Yes, they do have 104 on their on their pound for pound list out of males. I did not know that. Yeah, it's, the uh, uh, the problem that uh, that exists for Chinese fighters is there are no promoters. Uh, no one's willing to put up the money in China for a fight because the Chinese government gets a 50-50 split, basically. <laughs> oh man, <laughs> there's only there's only four registered women uh, in China. Really? Oh, yeah. See, I'll take a trip to China, sign up some female boxers. I'm pretty sure they're because that, that's what this fellow was doing. His specialty was training female fighters because the, the interest is huge. So imagine, imagine if, you know, in a few years time, uh, when we start recognizing how big the boxing community is and start televising their fights, uh, I, I think, you know, just like, you know, England won the World Cup in 1966 and hasn't won the World Cup since. Uh, you know, because there's a, there's a shit ton of countries around the world who also play football slash soccer. Yeah. You know, and Nigeria, Nigeria has got over, over 280 registered uh, males. Wow. On this. So, you know, man, these kind of, these countries that you're talking about, you know, they do have, uh, they do have ever expanding and evolving boxing programs for their country. And probably, I'll, I'll, I'll bet it's probably just a matter of money. Bottom line, I bet it's a matter. Yeah, no, of it, it, that's that's exactly what it is. Like I have, I have on my Instagram, I talk to young up and coming amateur fighters from different countries all over the world. That you know, don't worry, sir. When I turn pro, I want to do an interview on your show. Yeah, no problem. They they keep me up to date. I have watched this one kid, uh, you know, from Africa who has literally started off training. They had one glove, one glove. Wow. Okay? That's what he had. One glove. I got updates every time they added new pieces to their arsenal. Now they got a bag. They got a bag. They got gloves. They got focus mitts. And now, honestly, to watch these kids coming, you know, coming forward. First of all, I'm watching these kids do boxing drills, working their footwork in dirt with no shoes on. Like crazy. It, it reminds me, it reminds me of that video that was sent to us uh, when we first started talking fight. Uh, from a gym in uh, in Nigeria that was basically uh, brick walls with uh, dust on the floor. You know what I mean? And these guys going at it. And it's like, to them, that was what boxing is. So imagine when these people uh, get get the, the training they, they deserve and need and the management they deserve and need and the professional help they deserve and need. And boy, oh boy, it'll, it'll change the face of boxing. Yeah. In a good way. Yeah. You know what? No, 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 no. I didn't buy them. I didn't send them any gear. I didn't need to send them gear. You know why? They showed me a video of them going to buy their heavy bag. Okay. Wow. Now in, in, in this little town, right. You have all like this, this little like shanty of buildings, like this rundown little shanty. And one of them is just like, you know, it's got this like little awning that's all torn and everything. And you just walk into it and you open it up and man, it's nothing but boxing gear. Wow. Just brand new boxing gear, bags, gloves, pads, headgear, chest gear, everything you need to get into that boxing world. Because you know what? To them, um, you know, it's a lifestyle. It's it's a paycheck. They can make money at it. You know, there's a lot of a, a lot of good that can come from it. So you know what? They, these communities, man, they're they're dumping it in into that boxing world and and trying to put these kids like, come on, these, these kids. They, they know nothing else. They, they live it, man. That's what this kid's showing me, is that they live it. They live right. it. Right. And a, another great example, one close to your heart, would be Ireland. Yeah. Rel relatively small country, but heck, man, 
there's an awful lot of power in their punch. You damn uh, right there is. <laughs> for for what, right. for what we might call a, a small country, although they probably might disagree with me. At the end of the day, we're um, big at heart <laughs> and, and powerful. Powerful. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. It's all like the, Guinness. Uh, it'd be interesting to see what, what does happen to uh, Katie Taylor, though. I'd be curious if she takes another fight. Uh, I've, 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 I've heard I've heard rumors that uh, you know she could she could fight a fight a stay warm fight. Right. Right. Um, that that'd be my you know that'd be my thoughts. That that'd be what I would say. Probably be the best thing to do. Stay warmed up. You know, you only do fight once a year. You know, you know what I see though. Katie Taylor, Amanda Serrano, different outcome. Other person wins. We're going to see the damn trilogy, twenty twenty four. Right. We yeah. already know that's going to happen. That's that, that's it. Like, you know, and, uh, unless unless we start really pushing these young young girls in those ranks uh, and getting behind them, and, you know, building some hype, then you know the, these top women are just going to be exchanging fists back and forth in these trilogy fights for you know the next couple of years. It was pretty cool. I, I sent that uh, the girl who you interviewed last week. I forget her name right now, but Animal. Yeah. Uh, um, so I said, uh, "Hey, man, you should you should fight Avril Mathy. and uh, but unfortunately, they're not in the same weight division. So no, <laughs> Ortega, Ortega, yeah, yeah, man, she's uh, she's 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 something else, man. She is an animal. That's for damn sure. Well, well, she she sent me one of her training videos. I couldn't believe it. Like, uh, yeah, yeah you, you know, these girls are taking it serious when they send you training videos, and they are. Oh man, they're, they're brilliant. They're like, what, what, what." What, what? And they're just like in there, you know, throwing it, giving it yep. all their, you know, they're leaving it all in the ring, man. But you know what? Then they got to go home and deal with their significant others. And that's probably what pisses them off so much. They have to come in there and deal with that shit, right? <laughs> that's right. <laughs> go home. I go home, slap my wife around, you know, like. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They don't want, yeah. you, know, you don't need that. That's for sure. No, and they, they, they would not put up with that either. I'll, I'll, I'll tell you. I'll tell you. When you box and you go to the gym and you hit bags and, you know, you do any kind of martial arts, it takes a lot to piss you off, you know, and, and make you fly off the handle. It really is. It really is a very humbling thing to learn a combative sport because, you know what, at the end of the day, you don't get pissed off because you know that you can really knock that mother effer out. You know, that's right. what it is. Right. You walk around with kind of that chip on your shoulder, like, ha ha, try to piss me off. Who, like, who's that Who's that girl you were talking about today? Who's oh, she going to uh, be fighting? Who's she going to be fighting? She, okay, so she is 14 and 0 right now. She hasn't fought in Argentina. Um, uh, La Chucky. La Chucky is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so she will, um, she's looking to unify the belts just like uh, Marlon Esperanza. Uh, Esperanza is sitting on that flyweight, uh, you know, on those flyweight belts. She's looking to do it, and then we have uh, you do something. I, I, I didn't. I didn't think she was still fighting. That's that's what caught me off guard in that story. Yeah. So so, I, so this was the, that the, some of the story was from late 2022, but she's still technically holding those flyweight belts, right? So she mm -hmm. was looking. So e e either way, their paths are going to have to cross at this time. All of them, all the girls that I mentioned, all want to unify or undispute. That that weight class, that flyweight right. class, and right. uh, this girl is sitting on the WBO. We have another girl that's sitting on the IBF, and then we have Esparza sitting on the rest. Right, so it's uh, she's got a lot. She's got a lot of options. She's got a lot of options. Uh, Esparza had to fight the mandatory for the WBA to keep them happy to keep that title. That's the reason why that fight hasn't happened yet because it should have happened last year, uh, before you know before the end of the year. So unfortunately, it didn't. Um, as far as I kept up with her obligations to her title, uh, she is now, you know, she's fought her mandatory, came through, but she is looking to unify. And LeChucky is standing in her way. And LeChucky, 14 and 0 with six knockouts, packs a punch. So we're going to get to, uh, we're definitely going to get to see a nice unification match uh, sometime this year at that flyweight, uh, at that flyweight, man. Uh, did, you happen, did you happen to catch uh, Holly Donovan's show? She was talking no. about uh, Hannah Rankin and Terry Harper going at it, so that's going to be a good fight. That, yo, that will be a great fight. That would be a yeah. great fight. 
So yeah, that that women's action just keeps on coming out as fast and furious. We just cannot stop talking about those women. Yeah, I know. And the thing is, is the thing is, is that um, uh, what is your name? Gabriel uh, Gabriella. That's her actual name, Gabriella Allens. Um, what I like about her is that you know she's only twenty six, right? So she's she's still young. She's still young in this game, right? Where a lot of these other women. Um, you know, as as uh, as our lovely sugar says it, you know, they enter the crone ship, the crone stage, the crone's age, and all that kind of stuff. You know, in this older, older thing, and age doesn't matter. But this girl is young. She's young. She's hungry. She wants it, man. Fourteen and 06 KOs. She's ranked fourth in that flyweight division right now at a two hundred and thirty. You know, uh, as far as is sitting at the top, we got Mancino, Silva, and then Allen's. Just below her, though is uh, Linola, uh, Linola Paola uh, Yadusa, who is her countrywoman, who is sitting on the IBF. So there's, there's some big fights here. You know, I, I think I think we might actually get the opportunity to see an, un, an undisputed, not a, not a unification. <laughs> Busted. <laughs> All right, <clears throat> Mike, turn your mic on. I can't. It's still ringing. Oh, <laughs> here we are having Mike escort his dog out, uh, and now he can't get his number one fan to stop phoning. Oh, oh my God, that was so funny. She stopped. Yeah, yeah it stopped. That's uh, that's the house phone. Yeah, that's so you can hear it. Right on. But yeah, so so yeah, we're gonna see we're gonna see some unification and some uh, undisputed in that uh, in that flyweight division in the females. So yeah, be on the lookout for that this year, man. There's uh, lots of action in those lower divisions. You know, flyweights. I take shits bigger than them. Like, let's be real. It's it's great to watch them fight though. Yep. Lots lots of action because lots of speed. Love yep. that speed. Yep. As as a matter of fact, it was uh, your girl Animal who said on that in that interview, she actually prefers the two minute rounds. Uh, because you are able to, well, you recognize there is only two minutes, and yeah. you are you are able to, to to release all your energy in those rounds. Uh, so there's a good argument because you know we've often debated back and forth whether women should be given uh, three minute rounds, and why not? Some would argue, and and but it was interesting that her own personal opinion was, nope, I'm happy with two two minute rounds. Right, right. Yeah, no. That, that was a good interview. Like I encourage everyone to go back to that interview and. Listen to that. That was a good interview you did with her. Uh, yeah, excellent. Uh, yeah, no, I think she's. Uh, yeah, I think, I think she's gonna. She's gonna do well this year. She's gonna have a really busy year. Definitely, yep. guys, watch out for her. Uh, Jasmine Ortega, the animal. You know, you heard it here. Interview. Check it out on the channel talkandfight.com. You can check it. Just type in her name. The interview will pop up. Just watch it. Definitely uh, very educated, uh, well spoken. Uh, you know, had a lot to say. Very, very informative. Great interview, actually. And I think she, she's managed by her dad. Yeah, uh, yeah. trained, trained, and managed by her dad. Yeah, so good, good stuff. It was a good, really good interview, really in, insightful. All right, I guess we're actually closing in on an hour, right? Eh? Holy yeah, God. we are, we are not closing much. in on an hour. There's not much more. I, I did, I did, I did want to mention for all of our Armenian friends who might be watching right now, uh, there's a fight going on right now, uh, Gassiev and Bologan, FYI. Oh, really? Take, taking place in Armenia. Hmm. Hmm. Oh, it's oh. actually they're they're heavyweights, actually. Oh no, darn! I don't. Uh, it's not on. It's not on here. It's not. It's not on your radar. No, it's not on my radar. I'm gonna have to go and search for it now. Yeah, go 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 take a look. It might be over by now. Uh, they are they are ahead of us time zone wise. Well, then uh, definitely catch the replay. There you go. I've got the go. whole weekend. Yeah. All right, oh, then. I guess, yeah, since we didn't do the Knockout of the Week award last week, we'll have to do it again this week, plus the new one. So, yeah, you're up for some double knockouts, folks. So make sure you join me Sunday, 4 o'clock Eastern, for the double knockout of the week. Nice. Yeah, we're gonna do, but we're gonna do both because uh, we didn't get to, we didn't get a chance to uh, touch base on it. That's because, uh, you know, I was, I was waiting to see if Tommy Fury was gonna knock out Jake Paul and it was gonna be the highlight, but uh, unfortunately, 
It didn't work out like that. Tommy Fury <laughs> did come through with the win, though. He did come through with the win. Uh, you know, cried a lot. And uh, I guess we're going to see a rematch. It'd be interesting. I mean, uh, it would be interesting. Uh, uh, again, I kind of want to see it. I kind of want to see it. Really? I do. I do want to see it because because there was a lot, you know, there, hey, man, Jake Paul had two 10-8 rounds in that fight. Right. Um, you know, I'd like to see, I'd like to see it a little closer with no, with no point deductions. Um, yep. You know, I thought, I thought it was pretty good. I thought both guys got in there. You know, it really did. It, you really could see the difference between a seasoned pugilist versus somebody who's been on, only doing this three years. Right. You could see the difference. You know, uh, I just wish Tommy would have, you know, stuck with his jab a little more. Every time he got behind the jab and worked it, uh, he did relatively well. He was able to, uh, you know, um, throw multiple shots, uh, not just, you know, one 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 punch haymakers going for right. You know, swinging for the fences. Right. Uh, you know, it showed. It showed a lot of. Uh, he showed a lot of skill. Uh, I was kind of, kind of impressed to see the the way he's coming along. Um, you know, Jake Paul held his own. What yep. can I say? You know, yep. um, we were wondering how he was going to do in the ring with a boxer. Yep. Uh, this is his first taste. Uh, he's shown us that he's here to stay, guys. Um, you know, he didn't go and tuck his tail between his legs with his first loss, and he isn't running away. You know, he's looking to. He's looking to do this for real. Um, you know, he's got a, a bit new, you know, he's, he's gained a bit more respect for me as uh, his ability to fight in the ring. Uh, you know, just he's, he's shown determination. He wants to, he wants to, he wants to be a boxer. You can see it. He wants to do this. He's putting his time, his effort, his money into it. Uh, he's come a long way in three years. Um, you know, I, I guess the sky's the limit at this point for this kid. He's got the money to, you know, pay to be trained by whoever he wants. Uh, you know, he's got a massive following. He's making lots of money. Uh, he's, you know, signing kids. He, he's, he's signing, he's giving opportunities to people that, that wouldn't have those opportunities to make the kind of money that they're making. So, you know what? Uh, he gets a thumbs up for me for sure. Yep. 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 And I think we're going to see Jared Anderson in the ring pretty soon, actually. Yeah, yeah we are. So we'll, we'll, we have some new people who have been, who we've been talking about for a few years. Now finally uh, making oh. their slow final approach to landing into the the title zone, and yeah, uh, and then guys like Jared Anderson are gonna are gonna begin to dominate in that heavyweight division. If you ask me. Oh man, I can't wait. But his, that, last, I mean, his last performance over Forrest was great. That second round TKO. You know, he put he took home he took home the WBO international heavy vacant that night, guys. Don't forget. Yeah, don't forget Jared Anderson, the new WBO international. So uh, you know, he's uh, he's on his way. He's on his way. He is. he is. He is. Well, I think Thank we're uh, I think we're at that time. We Thanks very much, about, Mike. Talk boxing this week. So to all the fans around the world that are watching, uh, yo, shout out to Carl. Thanks for coming and dropping all the uh, all the comments. You know what it is, man. You know, talking fight people, family, friends. Thanks for tuning in to this week's episode of the Friday Night Panel with yours truly, Mike and Graham. You know what it is, man. We're talking boxing up to the minute. All the events that are going on around the world and all the rumors and news. You catch it here on this channel. We'll see you next week. Same time, 7 p.m. Eastern. New topics. Peace. Adios.